black thing go from left to right, and I thought, I'm going to die out here. No one's ever going to know. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were showing me. I'll never forget how evil the eyes were. It was horrible. I mean, I've never seen nothing that evil. It ran towards me at a, at a rate that I, I, I can't even explain. Turned and stared at me. And this look of, I just want to kill you. I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he, was, he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 
and I drove, uh, you know, drove o- over um, over to where the old old home was and everything. It's all pretty much grown up. But when I was a kid, my father used to hide money in the trees. He didn't believe in banks. So he used to hide money in the trees. And a lot of times he'd forget where the trees were. So he'd take me with him, with him out in the woods and say, okay, remember where this tree is, is where I left some money. You know, so he would, you know, like find a tree that has a knot in it or, or, or you know, a limb that's been chopped off and he'd hollow out the center of it and uh, stuff some money off in it. So also he had some uh, papers and stuff down there too. So while I was there, I said, let me go back over here and, uh, um, you know, just to see if those old trees are still there. Well, where the trees were is in the area where I, I saw the Bigfoot the first time. So I went back over there. This was about uh, let's see, five, ten, uh, maybe, maybe, um, maybe fifteen years later. And when I got there, I went back to the area. I'm saying to myself, you know, it's like hitting lightning twice for me to actually see this thing again. But I'm going to go back over here. It was probably at, you know, um, probably moved on or gone up somewhere else. And, and, but I, you know, and I had moved on with my life and grown up and, uh, um, but I said, I'm gonna go back over here anyway. Cause I just wanted to see if that tree was still there that my, my father used to hide that money in. So I just wanted to go back over there and see it. I went over there and I, I left my family. They were back at the, uh, the truck. I walked over, Man, my brother and I, we split up. He went one way. I went another way. When I got where I was going, that smell hit me again. I knew it was the same smell because you don't forget the same, you don't forget that odor. It's an odor that's so pungent, um, you'll, you'll never forget, once you smell it, you'll never forget it. I don't care if you're 100 years old, you'll never forget that smell. I got there and I said, uh-oh, there's that damn odor again. So I can smell it because see, when I first encountered him, I thought it was the cows. You know, we had cow, a whole bunch of cows around the area. Well, there were no cows this time. Um, and I went over to, to over the property, and I that smell hit me again. And so I said, well, it ain't no cows or nothing around here. It ain't no horses. It ain't no, uh, uh, you know, everything's kind of grown up. It's been a while since I've been over there. And sure enough, I could hear some foot stomping walking through the walking through the, the, the woods and I knew it was, I knew it was the same one. Well, may not be the same one, but whatever he smelled just like the one I had smelled 15, 16 years earlier, it's the exact same smell. You can, you, you know, some people have an odor that never changes. This was the exact same smell. And I heard these, um, uh, uh foot, foot, you know, footsteps, Going through the going through the um, the, the brush because it had grown up and everything, so I froze, and I, I just kind of just was looking straight, and then I was kind of using my peripheral vision to look left and right because I didn't know where he was, but I could hear him walking. All of a sudden, the steps started getting further and further away from me, and I kind of relaxed and I started backing up. I started backing up. This is in a, this is about 92, 93, 
somewhere around there, 1992, 93. So I started backing up. And uh, I don't know if he could tell that my brother was close uh, or my family was, you know, somewhere not too far away from me, but he didn't get that close to me, but I could hear the steps. Now, the reason why I know it wasn't, uh, you know, some man is because our property was about 200 acres. Nobody comes on anybody else's property down there. Not at that time, not at that point, because there had been, there had been some um, um, some boundaries put up since I was a kid. We had put up some fence, some fences, uh, some barbed wire fences, um, and it was posted everywhere. Keep out! Don't come on this property. Usually, once that happens, nobody in their right mind is going to come on somebody else's property, especially when the posted signs are all up. So I knew what nobody walking over there. Now I had my gun with me, of course. Um, I always carried a, a, a pump shotgun. So I had my shotgun with me, but the thing, the, the footsteps were when you, when a regular person steps this one, two, three, four. Okay. When this thing stepped, it was one, two, three. And they weren't, you could tell that they weren't close together. They, they sounded like they were about you know, four and a half, five foot in distance from one step to the next step. All right. So I knew it wasn't a man, but, but I knew that anyway, because our property way, what way, way we had it fenced off and everything with the barbed wire fence, nobody ever came on our property. Nobody. Uh, so I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't a man because they knew that whenever we're down there, we have to drive off the main road. There's a, there's a, there's an old farm road. And then there's a dirt road. Then you drive off the dirt. No, there's a farm road. Then there's a blacktop road. Then there's a dirt road. When you drive off, when you hit the dirt road, you're way off about 15 miles off into the woods. That's where, that's where our property was. It was way off the main, the main road. There was no reason for somebody to, you know, come 15 miles off the main road, off into somebody else's property to look, you know, to look for anything. It was, I mean, we're talking 15 miles. So, when we get, when I got there, I'm like, there's no re there's no way any human being could be out here with me other than my family, and I know where they are. They're back up, you know, near the main house. So I'm over the hill. I'm over the hill um, by myself. I, I didn't think, you know, that anything would be there, but that thing was still there. Now I personally feel that it knew who I was. It remembered me. If it was the same guy, it'd know exactly who I was, and it probably had my scent. But this thing smelled exactly the way the first one did when I was a kid, and and and, and it it was the footfall. The footsteps were too wide and heavy for it to be a man. They sounded just like it did when I was a kid, and the thing took off running. It was you know, doom, 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 doom. Well, these footsteps, you could, you know, you it's kind of like that. Jurassic Park movie, those impact tremors, you could feel the thing stepping through the woods. You, you, could, you could feel it. You, you not only hear it, you could feel it. So I heard it stepping, but thanks the Lord, it, they were going away from me instead of toward me because I froze. I froze. I'm like, there's no way in hell this same thing could still be here. But obviously it was. So I backed up. Um, when I got to a point where I felt like I didn't hear it anymore, I turned around and I booked back up to the to the main road. Of course, I didn't tell anybody. 
because I didn't want to go through that ridicule again of being labeled as the the family uh, title, uh, the family uh, right. tall tale teller. Okay, yeah. so I didn't say a word, but yeah, I, I the, the the thing was still there again, and it's very close to the area where they're having a lot of sightings up in East Texas right now. Very very close up in the, the Northeast Texas, Big Sandy. Um, you got Big Sandy, Grant's Lane, um, Henderson, Texas, all that area up there, uh, Mount Pleasant, Mount Vernon, all that area up there is where they have a bunch of sightings uh, in that upper East Texas. Well, we're way north of there, but it's, it's still in the same area, though. But, yeah, I, I went back. Uh, I had an encounter again. This time I wasn't playing, and uh, I just froze and backed out of there. But I, I do, did get the feeling that this thing knew who I was. I believe it remembered me. It didn't have, um, uh, you know, any type of uh, aggression toward me. It just let me know that it was there. Now, when it, when it stepped through the woods, you could hear it breaking stuff as it's going through the woods because it had been like five years, um, three, four, five years since anybody went down there and cleared off some of the land. So all the brush had grown up. It's very, very thick. Um, you know, this stuff is, is kind of like if nobody's there cleaning, clearing the land off, stuff will just grow up out of the ground and just cover everything. Kind of like, uh, um, you know, just these shrubs just start, you know, vines, you know, start growing over trees. They go from one tree to the other tree uh, and they, you know, they close the gap. So um, when you're walking through the woods now, everything is growing up. You got to knock stuff out of the way or have your machete and chop it out of the way. This thing was just breaking stuff out of the way as it was moving away from me. Now you could hear it. It was stomping and it was breaking stuff. And um, it was just, you know, it's kind of like it was just snapped, pow, you know, just like a bulldozer, you know, just knocking stuff out of the way. So I said, yeah, that's that thing again. That's the same one I saw because it smelled the same. And, um, you know, I can judge him by the foot, the, the, the footfalls of the footsteps it was probably about the same weight because the one I saw when I was a kid was extremely heavy, big and heavy, you know, massive. Let me ask you, Dallas, um, you know, there's different types of these things. And the one mm -hmm. thing that I find very fascinating about this subject is a lot of people who see the Sasquatch that looks more human-like – um, it tends mm -hmm. not to have the aggression. They tend to be a little bit more on the uh, cool when things happen. They don't quite come after you like the others. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. I know the um, the one down there, everyone says it looks like a chimpanzee, like a half man, half chimpanzee. And it's built mm -hmm. a little bit more ugly than the one you and I are talking about. That one tends to be very mm -hmm. aggressive. I've never talked to someone who ran into it that said, hey, it was a happy encounter. I mean, they'll flat out charge you. They'll come after you. Um, but it's strange because – and I don't know if it's different type. It must be different types because when people say, oh, yeah. no, this looked human, this thing looked like a human, that particular mm -hmm. species doesn't tend to be as aggressive as – you know, it's almost like the people that say it looks human, your aggression level is going to be a lot less. Or if they say it looked more ape-like, like here in the Pacific Northwest, for the most part, the aggression is a little bit less. Now, when you get down there mm -hmm. in the big thicket – and you're running into the half uh, chimpanzee, half man-looking thing that a lot of people yeah. have described. It's a whole different ballgame. This thing will come right. after you. Do you think it was just right. one creature on your property? Do you think it was just kind of a no. little hanging out? 
No, no, no. It's not a long. It's not a long rogue. It's 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 in a family. I think this 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 is probably either the 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 leader of the pack, or uh, maybe a scout or whatever. But no, he it, it's definitely more down there. Um, I got the feeling there were more around. I just didn't see and didn't hear any more footsteps. But you know, you gotta you kind of have a sixth sense. You know, when you when, when you when you feeling uh, or you have a sensation that something's watching you you kind of have a sixth sense if you see more than one or you feel that there are more than one set of eyes watching you that's the way I felt you know that's why I said I froze and I backed you know I, I, I backed out of that I didn't look to the left and look to the right and once I felt like it was clear to go and he was walking away I took off so but I, I got the sensation that there was more than one watching me uh, but like I said, I didn't feel like there was a threat by any of them or, you know, anyone. Um, I, I just don't, don't, don't tend to, you know, to follow some of the norms that I've heard about, uh, the Sasquatches that they, um, the, the patterns just don't seem to match up with some of the, uh, the accounts that I'm hearing. They just don't seem to match up. Um, now the one down, uh, like that picture that was taken down in uh, Florida, uh, that, that the one that. They call it a skunk ape, but it's not. It looks like an. It looks kind of like an orangutan. But here's the thing: um, everybody's still trying to prove whether they exist or not. These things have the one I saw on the picture in Florida had red eyes and and and, and upper fangs and lower fangs. Now I, I understand that you can make a um, um, a Wookie uh, Star Wars uh, mask you know, and, and put a guy in the suit, you know, make him look like a, uh, you know, a Wookiee from, from Star Wars, but you can't, you can't, um, duplicate the mass that these things have. You can't duplicate the weight that they have. And there's, there's no way a person that weighs 250, 300 pounds can make the sounds through the woods that a 800, 900 pound creature could make, you know, they, they can't make those foot, those, those footsteps. And again, like I say, where are all the people that are making these suits? Why don't somebody put out, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a reward? Let's say I, I, I put out some somebody puts out, you know, X amount of dollars for the people that are wearing these suits to come forward. You know, and you get ten thousand dollar reward if you come come forward and prove that you were wearing a suit at the time that this photograph was taken, and it's a hoax. If somebody, if they're actually hoaxing it, I'm sure they need the money if they're running around in a monkey suit. But who's making these suits? Yeah, you I, know? I, I, and I'm with you on that because I don't think there's as much hoaxing going on as people think there is. Uh, you know, you put up right. any video, you put up any picture, and people will say it's, it's hoaxed. Uh, there was one guy mm -hmm. I had on the show. He had the same come up to his back door, and it, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly quite what it was. I was thinking juvenile Sasquatch, but it, it its movements were um, – I'll send it to you, Dallas. And most people remember that when I had the guy on the show, it was uh, uh, this creature that approached his back door and it was all uh -huh. it was naked. And he sat down his mm -hmm. iPad and filmed it. And it had been going on for a long time. What people don't know is I've talked to that guy's pastor, uh, the one that didn't mm -hmm. come on the air. And he was there and they saw it. He actually saw it. He didn't want to come on the show, doesn't want his name mentioned. But when he showed up on the property, did complete daylight, he saw that same thing. And he went through mm -hmm. the description with me, you know, and everyone's screaming hoax that this guy's a master CGI. 
Um, I think he delivers pizzas for a living, so I don't see him being a master CGI artist. And I've sent it to right. a couple guys in Hollywood, and they're like, well, whatever it was, it was real. It would be impossible almost to fake this because of how he filmed it. And if he did fake it, if that is CGI, he needs to go work for Hollywood. I mean, I had a lot of guys look at it, and not one person mm -hmm. came back and said, yeah, this is BS. Everyone said, oh, the, this guy captured something. And so I don't think, you know, and then that's a part that's frustrating with pictures and with video. When I was at the mm -hmm. International Bigfoot Conference, this guy showed me this this picture. Gosh, I wish he would have sent it to me. If he's listening, please send it to me. Um, but it, it was the best picture I've ever seen. And it mm -hmm. looks like a Sasquatch with a um, protruding nose sticking out, kind of like mm -hmm. a baboon. And he caught it right. mid-stride. He took a picture of it because it was on his camera driving down the road. And it was the middle of the mm -hmm. day. And I looked at that, and Woody looked at it, and I was like, holy crap, where did you get this from? I mean, the guy, the right. knees were perfect. The knees were down where the shins were. It just, the way it looked, I mean, I almost wanted to throw up when I looked at it. Because, like, where did you get this picture from? And so, and right. he's like, well, I'm not going to post it online because people say I faked it or, you know, it's CGI. He goes, I don't want to put myself through that. And I was like, holy crap, man, this is the clearest picture I've ever seen. Better than Patty, better than anything else. And I was blown mm -hmm. away by it. So it's frustrating sometimes because when people have real evidence, they're, they're even encounters. They're leery on coming up with their encounters because you get eaten alive on everything. And I don't right. think there's as much hoaxing going on as people think, as people believe there is. I, I personally believe that there are people out there trying to project the hoaxes. Um, to uh, to make people believe that they're hoaxes I, and, and, and they're pushing the hoaxes out. But you've you got to remember, if it's hoaxing, were they hoaxing in the 1830s when the Native Americans were, 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 were telling um, the Europeans, hey, there are creatures out there, um, when the shamans, the, the, the Indian shamans, uh, you know, made those uh, masks, they were already here before, you know, the Europeans arrived and, and they were masked, uh, you know, or totem poles that had, you know, pictures of the, you know, images of these creatures. So were they, were they hoaxing back then? If they weren't hoaxing back then, everything can't be a hoax today because you'd have to dismiss the fact that the, that, 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 uh, the, you know, the indigenous people of this continent saw the thing before you got here. So you can't go back and say, well, those people were, were, were making it up. Uh, they were making up a hoax maybe to try to scare the Europeans away. No, they didn't. They welcomed Europeans and made treaties with them. So they weren't trying to scare them away by telling them there's a creature out there. They weren't telling them that, you know, hey, they, they come in. Uh, some of our, our, our maidens have been uh, drugged off and um, taken off in the woods and never seen from again. Some of them even sacrificed. You know, would leave some of the the the, the 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 young maidens out there to appease the the so-called spirits. There it is. So, um, um, <laughs> well, I want so they would so they wouldn't come back. Yeah, no, and you're right. It does go back historically. I actually want to come back to that if you're willing to talk about that, where these things come yeah. from. Uh, but before I get mm -hmm. into that, uh, Jeffrey Evans he wrote on the Sasquatch Chronicles fans page, and I thought this was really good, Jeffrey, if you're listening. Uh, he said, the more I listen to individual accounts, it almost seems 
that once an individual has an experience with these creatures, the Sasquatch seem to have the ability to recognize that person has seen one in the past. Basically, they know who has seen them and who hasn't. And if someone has, they allow the person to see them again. Most who have seen them, let me reword the sentence for, most who have seen one seem to see multiple creatures over the lifetime. Just a thought open for discussion. And, you know, he's right. I I would like to say Mm -hmm. Jeffrey's wrong. He's absolutely right. Uh, You get Mm -hmm. this weird sense when they're in the area. And I can't describe it. I wish I could articulate it for the audience. But once you've seen one, if you go into an area, you get a weird vibe that they're in the area. Mm -hmm. You just get this weird. Well, what do you think that is, Dallas? What's your own personal opinion on that? uh, Everybody um, has what's called a sixth sense. All right. Everybody has is called a sixth sense. Uh, Well, that's what the psychologists call it. You know, you have a sixth sense. You know, you're, you're, you know, apart from your regular uh, five senses, you know, but what is called, what is referred to in the Bible is your human spirit. Your human spirit can kind of sense things that your your regular five senses can't tell. You know, just kind of like when you, 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 you come across somebody that you've never met before. And for some reason that person doesn't jive with you or you don't feel comfortable around that person, even though you've never met them, they never done anything wrong. So, you you know, you don't know them from Adam. Well, that's what they call the sixth sense or the human spirit, as the Bible refers to it. It's kind of like it's kind of like a uh, a red alert or something that's a heightened sense that's out there, kind of like it senses things. Well, these things can have the same thing, too. However, however, I believe that uh, it's kind of like when you any any type of wildlife that you come across is going to have, they're going to know you're there before you know they're there. Like if you, if you mountain, uh, uh, bike riding in uh, California and you run across a mountain lion, that mountain lion knows you're there before you know he's there because that's their surroundings. And they, and, 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 and once they get a whiff of you, uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, uh, the bloodhounds, once they get a whiff, they own you and they know, and, and, and they don't forget what that smell, what it's like, you know, and, they, and, and, and these things, I believe, um, have the, 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 the ability as hominids, you know, they have kind of a, a, a sixth sense at the same time as whatever type of creature they are, they have the ability, they have heightened senses or they can smell something and they don't forget. It's kind of like an elephant, an elephant, when it sees something, you know, it, could, it, it may not see it for 10 years. If it sees a person and recognizes that person, it might, they will remember you 10 years from now. You know, elephants, dolphins are the same way. So that's why I don't believe that it's a man in a suit because these things can do, do things. Um, the, the, the reports that I have heard all seem to, you know, go along the same lines of explaining that these hominid creatures However humanoid they look, they're still out in the wild, and they still behave to a certain degree like wild people. We want to we want to humanize everything that we see, you know. But these things are not particularly humans, even though they look like humans. They're still in the wild. They still have to live like wild uh, creatures. They have to hunt. They have to have a heightened sense. They have to protect themselves from bears. They have to protect themselves 
from, you know, whatever else they, you know, elements out there that, you know, that might harm them. Uh, and um, they have a heightened sense, but just like any other um, creature or beast or whatever you want to call it that lives in the wild, they don't forget things. You know, they don't forget smells. They don't forget that you fed them. They don't get you brought apples to them and left them there and you don't, you don't bring them back again. They come after you. I've heard accounts where, where the, the, the Sasquatch have followed people uh, to their homes because they didn't get their apples for that, that, that day or whatever, you know? Let, so, me, let me ask you about that. Do you think people uh-huh. are feeding a wild animal or do you think they're living, leaving a tribute for something else? And there's a major difference. Uh, I think they're feeding a, uh, a, 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 a hominid creature that uh, behaves like, um, you know, in a sense, uh, uh, let, let's say it's a, <clears throat> uh, let, let's say you feed any kind of creature. You feed a rabbit. You go out and put carrots or whatever in a certain place. That, that creature is going to come back looking for that carrot the next day. I think that this is what you what you're doing. I don't I don't uh, I, I think you're pretty much feeding or, or or setting yourself up for something that doesn't understand that you have a job and you can't come back every day and bring them apples. He doesn't understand that. You know, it doesn't have a job. It doesn't have a uh, you know a school it goes to. It doesn't understand that um, you a person just happened to be walking by that day. He said, huh, I'm going to leave some apples out here. You do it. Apples are gone. He said, huh, I'll bring some apples back another day. Leave them there again. Well, they're gone again. Well, the thing doesn't know that you're saying, okay, well, that's enough. I'm not going to leave my apples. I got to go to work. And it doesn't understand that. So I think that, um, you know, you're, you're leaving something for, I don't think this thing understands what the difference between a tribute and a gift or a, you know, a one-time feeding, I don't think it understands the difference. I don't see why it could understand the difference. I do understand that all creatures that do, that, that have the ability to be domesticated or uh, have the ability to recognize that somebody's leaving something for them or leave it in a particular place, and they come back to that particular place and they see it, they see, huh, ab- apple again. Person over there left the apple here. Uh, then a person comes, they eat the apple, it's gone. Person comes back, leaves another apple. Well, that's a pattern that they recognize that they say, huh, where's my apple? Then they get used to it. Where's my apple? I don't see my apple today. Huh, that guy must, the guy that dropped it off here, I know where he is. I can smell him. So I'll follow his scent and I'll get my apple. That's just like any other creature out in the wild would do. You know, if it's, do you think it's more than that though? Here, here's the reason I ask. Um, uh-huh. there's a lot, if you go into, and I love, for example, like reading the Bible, I've read it several times and I know it well, uh-huh. and I've read the book of Enoch and some of these other, uh, books, but you know, I'm also a student of like Viking history, for example, and the Vikings, right. what they would do, and it almost sounds like a Sasquatch encounter. What they would do is they would leave uh-huh. food for what they called the forest spirits, or the forest right. giants. And what they would do is right. they, and the whole purpose behind it was to leave a tribute. The purpose of leaving right. a tribute was so that they would leave you alone. And what the Vikings right. described is running into beings. Um, most of the time they describe them as being just black. They don't really have any major descriptions on them, but they always talk about red eyes, glowing red eyes. Right. And you, right. you have to leave right. a tribute for these things so they won't harm you. 
And when I read that, I thought to myself, you know, that sounds pretty similar to what people are doing today. I almost wonder if it's food or if it's mm -hmm. a tribute. I think um, one, on, on the people that are leaving the the sample or the food or the I think they're thinking they're leaving a tribute. I don't think that the Sasquatch understands that it is a tribute. If it did, it wouldn't um, go berserk when it doesn't get it. Well, you know, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, don't don't you think it would go berserk? A tribute is a form of worship. So if I don't worship, right, right, right. Right. It's going to go berserk, but it doesn't know why it didn't get the tribute the second time. Oh, I got you. Let's say, it didn't, let's say you leave a tribute uh, once a year. Well, that thing, you know, okay, it's all right. It, maybe it can figure out that you left it this time uh, and, and a year goes by, they don't see it anymore. Then you come back a year later, you leave, leave that tribute. And they, and they maybe they have some type of uh, understanding of time to where they, like, they know that when the, when the you leave it when the snow starts falling, they know not to look for it until the snow starts falling. But that doesn't mean that they know that it's a tribute. That just means that, hmm, it's that time of year. My fruit's supposed to be here, you know? But I don't think that they rationalize it that it's a tribute. Um, maybe there are some that do understand it that, that, that are more intel intelligent than others. Maybe they do. But, prim you know, as far as a primitive preacher, I don't see how he could... You know, it's just it's just out for survival. You know, it's just out for, uh, you know, get whatever it can get. If you leave me something, I'm not going to turn it down. But it, uh, uh, but if you don't, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm going to go over here and get me a deer. I'm going to go over here and find an apple tree. I'm going to go wherever I got to because I got to eat. So I think that on a primitive level, uh, the they if, if they see that there's a pattern of something that's left there, Fine. That's you know they 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 go. They're not going to turn it down. True enough. Now, as far as the Native Americans are saying that, uh, you know, uh, you know, we 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 consider them um, uh, spirits of the forest, if you will. Okay, we consider them, and um, uh, we give them. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we'll give them this tribute this year. We'll give them a mate next year. We'll sacrifice a virgin the year after that. You got to remember. The Native, you know, the Native Americans or just about any indigenous people that were, you know, at somewhat primitive at some point in time, they did that to, to, to gods that didn't even exist. You know, they did that to the, the wooden statues. They, they throw a, a, you know, a virgin off into a volcano and stuff. Well, you know, that, that, that doesn't mean that, that, that um, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that ritual that they're following has any bearing on um, you know the the, the surroundings the, the wildlife the uh, creatures the uh, environment um, the, the the nature that's just something that they got in their head that they think that well if we do this it'll make uh, the spirits go away well you just probably gave up a virgin and she got out there and and uh, they, they they took the virgin and and uh, did whatever they did to it the virgin didn't come back they either killed her ate her whatever uh raped her i don't know but she didn't come back maybe yeah, maybe she did come back maybe she came back like that woman over in china and was pregnant and had that 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 that, that eight foot tall uh um a uh, 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 kid that 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 had an iq of five you see what i mean so i don't you know i i, don't, I can't really you know say that i'll i'll i'll, I'll, I'll that 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 what the uh, uh the um rituals 
that 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 people tend to want to cling to always you know it's two sides to that ritual you may be thinking that you're appeasing them or giving them a tribute they just looking for something to eat I they you. just looking for something you know uh if, if it comes it comes and don't it don't but i don't think that they're they're applying the logic to that um that that particular act that humans are applying to it like again again i keep saying we want to humanize everything that we see. We want to humanize uh, creatures that don't think the way we think. You know, we want just like we have we domesticate our pets. You know, we, we make, domesticate our animals and stuff. You know, we're thinking that that they're, that they're understanding what we're saying, and to some degree they do. But for the most part, you know, when you call your dog, you go uh, uh, here, here, Fido, do da, 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 do this and do that, go over there, go over there and jump on that. He just hears here's Fido. Yeah, and he and you give you give him his biscuit, and he's happy. He knows if he when he hears his name, he's coming because he's going to get his dog biscuit. So I, I, you know, we try to humanize things that I just don't think you can put, um, uh, you know, an intelligence into these creatures that's not there. Yes, they are intelligent, very intelligent. Um, uh, uh, and from the accounts that I have seen, um. They're they're extremely intelligent. They're extremely elusive. They know how to hide from you in plain sight better than the doggone Marines. You know, obviously they're excellent survivors because they can survive without the modern uh, amenities that we have. You know, they just living out here with nothing but hair on them. You know, a lot of Native Americans, they talk about where these things came from and what these things are. And it's very hard Uh to get a lot of Native Americans won't talk about it, I've noticed. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I had Kevin on the last show, did a great mm-hmm. job. He's up there in the Mogion rim and he's running into a group of them and they've been for the most part, um, not really aggressive with him. And one of the mm-hmm. things I asked him was, what do you think that these things are? And I was a little taken mm-hmm. back. He said, well, they're the Nephilim, they're the Nephilim from the Bible. And I was like, really that? And if that's what you think, then what do you, and I kind of gave him a hard time. I feel bad about it, but you know, mm-hmm. Kevin is, um, he had the balls to say what he thought it was. And so I respect that very much. And I really right. think he's got real stuff going on up there. But I was taken back right. a little bit by that because I was like, well, in my mind, I would sleep better at night. And I, knowing it was nothing more than just a, a, a damn dirty ape out there running around, I don't think it is. Um, do the no. natives talk? No, and a lot of the Native Americans, when I ask them, they'll say, well, they were here before we even got here. So it makes me wonder, is it just an indigenous species to to North America, or is it something else? What's your opinion? What what, is, what have you heard through your culture what these things are? Well, first of all, using the biblical reference of the Nephilim to, just, you know, to, to, to label it is wrong. The Nephilim were not uh, hominid, giants, uh, gi- hominid giants that were... Um, you know, had a had a had a low IQ of basically an animal. Okay, um, that you know just lived on instinct. The Nephilim were actually uh, uh, a giant humans. Okay, according if you go back and read your Bible uh, about the Nephilim, it never says that they were wild beasts that just walked around, uh, you know, aimlessly looking for food like these things do. So it's not a Nephilim. All right. Now, what you don't hear is. There, uh, the books of the Bible that were taken out, like you mentioned Enoch and, um, and, and, and the other books, Thomas and things like that, there were some books that were taken out of the Bible that were actually canonized in the Bible originally with the Old Testament. It's called the Apocrypha. And in the Apocrypha, it talks about 
uh, beast that had flaming red eyes. It's not talking about Nephilim. It doesn't mention Nephilim in that uh, book, The Wisdom of Solomon. Solomon wrote um, the Song of Solomon, which is in the, New, in the Old Testament, but he also wrote Wisdom of Solomon, okay, which was in the Old Testament, but they took it out in the 1880s when the, uh, the Native Americans and the, the slaves were learning how to read English. So they took it out. But if you go back and read that book, it, it, it talks about the beasts that the Lord created um, that were reserved for whatever he wanted to use them for, okay? I personally believe from reading the scriptures, the evidence uh, that, we ha that has been gathered from the people who are doing actual research on these creatures, they're not Nephilim, and I believe that the... Um, the, these creatures have been here um, since man has been here. You know, in the Bible, it tells you that, you know, uh, when, you know, Christ, well, Adam created, well, when the Lord created all the beasts, Adam named them, every beast, not just, you know, the elephants, the rafts, and the, and the lions. Every beast that was created, uh, uh, Adam, you know, named it, he knew them all. Um, so, but that lets you know that the Lord created Everything that's here, he created. He created the Leviathan, which, um, you know, is, is, is a giant, uh, a watery beast uh, that uh, most people don't want to talk about, but it's in the Bible. Now, you've got to run into problems when, you, when people try to use the Bible to describe certain things uh, out here um, because they got, they got a choice. They either got to accept the Bible as... Um, you know, the whole book that is valid, and that means everything in it is valid. Or they got to dismiss it and say, you know, that uh, they can't dismiss it and say, well, parts of the Bible um, make sense. Other parts, we can't go by. Well, if that's the case, you can't. You either use it all or you don't use any of it at all. So, um, but as far as the Nephilim, no, the Nephilim will not, uh, the Nephilim will not, um, um, the, the, the Sasquatch. They, if you go back and read uh, about um, the one of the, the Nephilims whose name was Og, O-G, his bed was 14 feet long, all right? So that means he was close to 14 feet in height because they had to make, make a bed for him that was that big. But he, they didn't say that he was a hairy beast that didn't do nothing but grunt and, and whoop. He was, he was, he was uh, you know, uh, the king of the... Uh, of, of the uh, of, of the giants at that time. So no, they're not, they're not Nephilim. The Nephilim were human, human, humans that were just giant people, you know, extremely tall people. So, uh, and, and if you go over in Africa today, you got to remember now, every, every, everything that was in the Bible, that was so, that was so many years ago. The people that are in those areas today are not the same people that were in those areas during the biblical times. That being said, just to give you an example of how, you know, you're talking about height and big people and everything, the people that were in Egypt at the time that the Israelites were there uh, or the time that they were getting ready to go into the, uh, uh, the promised land, they were supposedly tall people. Well, the, 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 the Egyptians that were there at the time the Israelites were there in the Old Testament are now down in Sudan. Now, if you notice, there's a tribe down there called the Watusi. Well, those people all grow over seven feet tall, all of them, okay? 
So, yes, there are people that, that, that are extremely tall, uh, but they're humans. They're not, they're not these creatures that have, that, 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 that have no, no sense of humanity. You know, not, they don't walk and talk like we do. So, no, I don't think that they're Nephilim. Well, let me ask I don't, you. I don't think that they're... And you uh-huh. and you bring some, bring up some good points because you're right. The Nephilim were really the rulers of the world. If you go back and really study the Nephilim, they weren't wild beasts out running around. Um, are they an offshoot of the Nephilim? I don't know, but they seem to do a lot of strange things. I've talked to a lot of people off the air uh, that talk mm-hmm. about these creatures, and most of them don't want to come on the air. But they describe very odd, very strange things that happens with these creatures, yeah. and it makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. Are they natural? Because they don't seem to be, in my mind, a natural creature. I can look at an ape and go, yeah, that's a natural creature. I can look at a chimpanzee and go, ah, that's a real creature. Sasquatch, though, there's something different about it. There's something very odd about it. Why is it when people run into it, they automatically run into this unknown fear they've never experienced before in their life? It's just straight up every emotion in the book hits you when you see this thing. Right. And you're terrified. Right. And you you get the feeling of being watched. And you don't really get that when, like, a cougar's watching you. You don't really get that when a bear's watching you. Uh, it's more right. of a human thing. You know, if a human's watching you, you'll turn and kind of look in that direction. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Wh- what do you think they are? Where do you think they come from? Are, are you saying that you think they're natural? Uh, I think they were, crea- they were created just like any other creature by the creator. The creator of who created trees, uh, the oceans. Uh, he created everything, um, and he created these things as well. The problem is these are not creatures that man can get a handle on. If you notice, um, if you read the Bible and you, you read where uh, Adam named every creature, he had control of all the, the beasts, all the beasts of the earth. Adam had control over, he named them. Um, you know, you know, gave him whatever, put him, put him in whatever category he wanted to. However, however, you have to read the hidden books that tell you that the Lord has some creatures that he reserved for a specific purpose. That doesn't mean that Adam didn't know about them. It just means that when, if the Lord, if, if the creator, the, the almighty creator creates something and keeps it hidden from man, man wants to dismiss it. Because it's something that he can't control. It's something that he can't explain. It's something that uh, is not um, uh, out in the open like every other creature is in their habitat. When you go to the Congo, you go out there and you you know you, you go out and get a safari truck, and and if you go to a certain area, you'll see this type of creature. If you go to this certain area, you see that type of creature. No, they're out there in a natural habitat trying to live and eat and survive and get eaten by whatever else out there is a top predator over there. These things, though, even though they're created naturally like, uh, you know, uh, any, any other creature, these creatures are elusive. These creatures can think to a certain degree. These creatures are faster than you and I, uh, and these creatures can smell you and I before we get to them. So these creatures are, are a little bit different than than all the other creatures that the Lord gave us to have control over. So he gave us creatures that we have control over 
but then he reserves some creatures for himself that we don't have control over. Let, let, let me ask you about that. Help me understand mm-hmm. this because I've never read anything about that. Um, if okay. you and I realize it's not a Bible show, and I realize most people have tuned out at this point, but uh, help me understand that because it was my understanding every animal was brought forth, and he was he was to name everything. I don't remember ever reading where he was like, "Well, I'm going to hold these off for the off to the side and use them for what I need them for." Um, where where did how did you come to that conclusion? Okay, well, just look up Leviathan. The, the Leviathan is a creature that lives in the sea, the depths of the sea. It's 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 uh, um, it's um, what do you call it? Its scales are so tight together that uh, that no type of uh, arrow could pierce them. All right, but it's it's a giant creature that lives in the sea. Adam didn't go out into the sea and name the thing. Okay, Adam didn't go out and name Leviathan. The Lord named Leviathan. Okay, there's nowhere in the scriptures where Adam named Leviathan. Okay, so the Lord creates things. He everything was brought forth. Yes, it was, but that doesn't mean that everything was given under man's control. Now, the um, like I said, you have to get you an, uh, an apocrypha, the hidden books, and go and read in Wisdom Solomon where it talks about. Um, the uh, these creatures, just like the, the just like um, uh, in the Lord of Hosts, there are creatures there that look. Um, I think it's in Ezekiel that talks about there's there's a there's a creature, angel-like creature that has four different heads. It has a head of a man, head of a lion, head of a uh, an ox, and a head of a uh, eagle. All right, so that's something. Would do do do, do you see? Um, that particular creature walking around? No. All right. That's a, you know, that's a creature that, that, that doesn't come down here. You know, if you want to, you know, I think in, in some of the scriptures, it calls it a type, uh, a, a type of uh, one of the hosts of heaven, H O S T the host of heaven. But it does mention that it's in there. It does mention it in the Bible, but it doesn't say that, that, that Adam called that creature down and named it. All right. But it is a creature. All right. It is mentioned in the Bible. So um, what people do is they read, they read, you know, parts of the Bible, get certain things out of them, but they don't keep reading. Just because one, you know, the first part of the Bible says, okay, you know, all these creatures are made, Adam, they were all brought forth, Adam named them all. But there's also a part that says the Lord uh, uh, created uh, these uh, creatures. Let me see if I can pull it up here. It's in the Apocrypha. I think it's in Wisdom of Solomon. The I think it's in the 11th chapter, or the 13th chapter. And it's best to let the when you're trying to talk about um, uh, creatures that are in the Bible, it's best to let the Bible itself speak and not try to rationalize uh, what um, what you think the Bible is saying and just let it speak for itself. But it says uh, here it is. It's Wisdom of Solomon, uh, the 11th chapter. I'm going to start at verse uh, 17. It says, For thy almighty hand that made the world of matter without form wanted not means to send among them a multitude of bears or fierce lions, hear that, fierce lions, or unknown wild beasts, full of rage, newly created, breathing out either a fiery vapor or a filthy scent, of scattered smoke or shooting horrible sparkles 
out of their eyes. Now, of course, we know that those are red glowing eyes, okay? So there you have it in the Bible itself that tells you that there are unknown beasts, unknown wild beasts, full of rage, newly created. Now, that's in the Bible, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that it's contradicting what you've already read. It just means that there's more to it, and you have to keep reading. You can't read. It's just like um, we have um, relied on, in this, in, this, in this society, we have relied on our hunters, our, our, our people that go out and the rough riders or whatever, go out and do uh, exotic um, uh, animal hunting. They bring back, um, you know, examples of rhinos. They bring back examples of, of uh, uh, um, um, what is that, uh, that, 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 that ape that's over in the Congo that nobody knew was over there for, for a while. It's called a, um, uh, um, a grayback or a diamondback. What is it called? Uh, silverback. All right. Nobody knew that thing existed for a long time, but it was there. The indigenous people knew it was there, but until our American or British or whatever uh, uh, hunters or explorers went over there and found it, took a picture of it, put one, captured one, shot one, put it in a cage, and brought it back and showed it to say, yes, this exists. Until then, we didn't know it exists. We didn't know it existed. That's another thing you have to consider these things, these creatures can, can have the ability, um, they know how to hide, they know how to evade mainstream society, and the Native Americans, the indigenous people told you, they don't come out in the open and say, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a Sasquatch, you know, I'm, I'm a ghost of the woods, and don't come in this area because this is my place. They don't do that. All right. They stay in the world. They know how to be stealth. They know how to avoid uh, humanity. That is how they survived. I would assume uh, all these years they have survived because they don't come around us. We want everything to come to us and give us a, 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 a resume. Well, these things aren't going to do that. The, the fact that there are some, we, we're discovering new species every day. There's some new type of uh, ant alligator, whatever, you know, there's some type of new species, bat, whatever, that's being discovered every day. New species are being discovered every day. That doesn't mean that they never were there until we discovered them. They've been there. We just didn't know they were there. But now, all of a sudden, you have in uh, the 1800s, um, the, the Native Americans told you they were there, but you didn't believe it. All right? Mainstream society is when I'm saying you. I'm saying mainstream society didn't want to believe it, didn't believe it. Even, even Eric the Red gave an account when he came to the Americas of tall, hairy, awful-smelling beast. Eric the Red, the Viking, did that before Columbus got here, okay? He even described it. Teddy Roosevelt described one in his book. Now, this is a man that uh, was smart enough to become president, but when he tells you he, he came into an you know, encounter with some type of beast, that wasn't a bear and it wasn't a man, but it was something else different. All of a sudden, nobody wants to read his book anymore. You see? So we have to stop being um, uh, selective uh, in what we want to say is, is, is valid uh, and what we want to say is, is a hoax because we can't, we can't grab it and put it in a, in a box and say, here, here's a label on it. I'm going to stamp and put it up and I'm going I'm cut to it, cut his head off, put it up on my wall. That's one of the creatures that I conquered, and uh, uh, um, 
that lets you know that I'm still in control of this uh, earth, uh, 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 this this world. I'm in control. No, there's some things out there that the Lord reserved for Himself, according to what the Scriptures say. There's some things out there that He reserved that He kept back from man. Even though maybe even though Adam he may have known that there was he may have known that there was it doesn't speak on that. So where the Bible speaks, we speak. Where the Bible is silent, we're silent. We don't know, but we do know that today in 2017. There are creatures out there that have the strength to pull a tree up out of the ground by the root. We know this. We've seen the evidence. All of them can't be hoaxes. All of them can't be men in monkey suits. All of them can't be leaving all these 21-inch 20, footprints walking around here that are, you know, two inches deep in the mud. You know, they weigh too much. So the evidence, sometimes we have to let go and say, okay, look, the evidence is here that, the, that, that this, this is a creature. We don't know how it got here. We don't know how it got started. We don't know what created it. The closest thing that I can explain or I lean to uh, believing is Dr. Melville Ketchum's um, uh, explanation of her DNA findings. And it clearly said that uh, it was some type of lemur monkey made it with a Neanderthal. Now, I don't know if it was a, a, a male Lima monkey raped a, a, a Neanderthal female or a male Neanderthal raped a female monkey. I don't know. Don't know, really don't care. But the fact is, its offspring are here. They're here. And we can't, we can't dismiss them and say that, well, since we can't figure out how they came to existence, they don't exist. And I tend to agree with you. The, only, the only thing with that is... Um, there's something very different about this, uh, this whole subject. Now, uh-huh. I can't put it on paper and show you mm-hmm. the reasons why I feel the way I feel, but uh, there's something very different about when you run into this creature. It's very different. Yes. And yes. the experiences yes. are very different. And it, so if you look yes. at the evidence, you talk about evidence, look at the evidence, look at the footprints. They look human. They don't look like... Um, and I, yeah, they don't look like gorillas. They don't look like chimpanzees. They don't look like they look human. No. It just looks on a larger scale. Right. And what's interesting is right. I don't know that a lemur monkey could have sex with a Neanderthal and produce something. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. It seems odd to me, but right. um, uh, I'll, yeah. go, I'll go it's with odd that. odd to me. Yeah, it's very odd. Well, that's that's not me. That's the DNA. I didn't I didn't make it up. That's no, the no, DNA. No. That's what the DNA said. Yeah, no, and you I'm know? with you. So when you look at that, though, that does not seem natural to me. That does not seem something like something is natural. No, like it belongs no, here. It's not right. Right. I, I agree with you 100. percent It is not natural. Uh, but like I said, but again, uh, is a is a Siamese twin natural? No. You know, it it it, it, it it's not. Is 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 uh, okay? Let, let, let's look at it. Let's bring it back closer to home. Down in Mexico, there are two boys. There are two brothers. They have a condition called hypertrichosis. All right, they grow hair all over their face, just like a wolfman. All right, they look just like Lon Chaney in the nineteen forty Wolfman movies. Okay, they have hair all. Is that natural? I know you've seen them. No. They they were on uh, the, the Today Show. Well, there are two two boys. They're probably in their twenties or thirties by now. But I'm, I'm, about ten years ago, they did a show on them. They're in down in Mexico, and they have a, a, a condition. In fact, there was one that was a, a, uh, in the old uh, P.T. Barnum circus. They had a woman that was called the, um, uh, the 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 dog woman because she had hair all over her face 
just like a dog. She looked like a, a wolf. But she was just a regular woman, but she had a condition that causes hair to grow all over her face. And, and that's not natural. It's not natural. Just because something's not natural doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that it's part of, um, um, you know, it, 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 it exists here on the world. It's, it, it's, it's part of uh, nature, even though it's not natural, true enough, but it does exist. It is here. The uh, Siamese twins are two people joined together at the hip, or some of them are joined together at the back, or joined together at the head. It's not natural, but it does happen. Okay, and that's why we have to let go of what we want to, you know, see as the norm and see as what's 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 correct and right as far as what what should exist in nature, um, and 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 accept the fact that there are some things in nature that we can't, you know, we can't get, you know, we can't hold, we can't control, we can't uh, um, figure out how it got here, but nevertheless, it's here. You know, just like fighting a, a a white tiger. Okay, now, 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 now let, let, let me let me give you some some uh, let me give you an account that I saw uh, on uh, one of the YouTube channels that you know M.K. Davis did a uh, a featurette on the white Bigfoot. You remember that one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's an it's an albino it's an albino Bigfoot. Okay, he did he he did an he did a uh, an excellent piece on it. Uh, and did a, a video film on it. Now, if you go and look up on YouTube um, "White Bigfoot" and scroll down, you'll see one. One there, there's a video of two guys shooting off some rifles at some dynamite. And in the in the background, where in the background where they're shooting at, there's a white Bigfoot running. All right. Now, if it was a man in a suit, I'm, and I'm talking to all of your Bigfoot listeners out there, if it was a man in a suit. Number one, why would he be out there where guys are shooting rifles off, you know, out in the woods, and they're shooting at these, I think they put it on some drums, and he's hiding behind a tree. First of all, and they're shooting at it, and they missed it a couple of times, then they finally hit it, and the dynamite went off. Why would some man in a suit be out there in a white suit on top of that that sticks out like a sore thumb, standing in an area where these guys are shooting their rifles at these targets? Okay, that's number one. Number two, when he when the first guy missed the shot, he didn't hit the dynamite, but he hit the uh, the the platform of standing on, and it ricocheted, and you can hear it. Well, the sound made the the white Bigfoot run toward the dynamite. All right, I believe that they're so sensitive to sound that when that when that when that rifle went off and it hit that ricochet. Uh, that, that metal can or whatever, it disoriented the white Bigfoot and he was running the wrong direction. Then a second guy shot it and hit the dynamite and it went off and he turned around, the Bigfoot turned around and went the other way. That's an account that I don't think anybody with, with, with half a brain will say that, yeah, it's probably a man in a suit. He didn't know where he was going. No. Why would you be out there in a white suit, number one? Why would you be out there where people are shooting at, uh, in your direction, number two? Why would you run toward the dynamite uh, 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 that they're shooting at. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know. No, so, no, I'm with you on that. The the part where I'm getting lost, I, I and we talked about Siamese twins. We talked about uh-huh. um, people mm-hmm. with two heads. And to me, that's corrupt DNA. That's a that's a like a glitch yeah. in the matrix. It's very corrupt DNA. Right. Where the it's the, a mutation. 
Yeah, it's a mutation. Exactly. It's a mutation. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's one egg, and there it's two different sperm. It's it's a mess. But my point though right. is, I don't think you can have sex with a gorilla and create an offspring. I don't think that's possible. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I could be wrong. I don't think you could have. Let's use chimpanzees, or actually, what's the one that's the closest to us? Um, well, let's just go chimpanzees. I don't think you could have sex with chimpanzee and produce an offspring. I don't think that's possible. But why is I it that this thing is so close to either. us? Where, yeah. like Melba's DNA study, where, okay, it's a half lemur, half uh, Neanderthal. I don't know that that's possible. In my mind, I don't, ah. I don't think it's your DNA could get so corrupt that you could have sex with uh, a lemur and produce an offspring. In my mind. I, I understand where you're going, and I'm with you. Here's, 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 the, here's what I have to interject in that theory. They have told us that DNA is DNA. Um, since the 1960s, when they came out with the, the, the double helix strand, they can map it. If you got, if you got a sample, you can map it out. I don't know how or why her findings came out the way they did. All I know is that's what it said. It didn't say it was a lemur monkey. It said it was something next to a lemur monkey. It just said that the closest that she could come to, all right, of the, they, she knows that the, that, the mitochondrial DNA was a Neanderthal, but the Y chromosome was something in the area of a lemur monkey. She didn't say it was a lemur monkey. She said that it was something um, down that line in that, in, in, in that chain, but she didn't say they, she said they don't know exactly what it is. Oh, but, it, but the closest like, thing that they could get to it was a lemur monkey. Like in the same, they fam- don't know what it is. Same family group, that sort of thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's, right, right. It's the same family group. I don't know why. I don't know um, how, but um, I do know that uh, some of the research I've, I've looked up says that that those those lemurs, um, even the sloths, I think, are in that same family. You know, 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, they weren't the small creatures that we see today that move real slow. They were really big, all right? So I don't know um, whatever was in that family, you know, had had sex with that um, female Neanderthal, but that's what the DNA shows. And that's as far as we can go until we find, until somebody uh, takes uh, her, uh, Dr. Ketchum's, research and goes a little bit further and find something but that's where we are right now that's all we have that's all we can go on but i do know that that lines up uh with the fact that this scripture says that there are unknown beasts unknown beasts yeah, now I this need, is something that i need to get that, a copy that, of that, that. Hurt. okay yeah, uh, you know, you can go to any bookstore, uh, Barnes and Nobles, and get you. You can get you a sixteen eleven King James Bible um, that has the Apocrypha in it, or just buy the Apocrypha by itself, and it's in there. It's in Wisdom of Solomon. So that says unknown. The DNA says unknown. That's as far as we can go with it as of right now. In time, we may find out more correctly or more accurately exactly what it was that took place three, four thousand years ago. I don't know. But at this point, we do have enough to be able to biblically and scientifically to say that there is a creature out there 
that we, that is not a part of humanity, that is not, um, you know, uh, something that we can domesticate, uh, and it's not a human, but it's not 100% an animal either. It walks, it, it's a humanoid, true enough, uh, it, and it walks like us, it has feet like us, it doesn't have feet like a monkey. Um, however, it is a lot stronger and bigger and more massive than we are, okay? Um, now, we have to let the science take over and the, uh, the evidence that we have take over and carry us a little bit forward. And that evidence is so that these things are strong enough to pull trees up by the root. Do you know of any animal other than a human being with a tractor and a, a backhoe that can pull a tree up out of the ground by the roots? No, not at all. No, no. So we have to let the, the, the evidence from this point take over and take us forward until the science catches up with the evidence. Because the evidence says it's there. The science says that something is unknown. We don't know what it is yet, but we're working on it. So when it catches up with it, I'm sure we'll have our answers at, at that point. But for right now, all we know is that it's here, it's strong, it's fast, and we can't catch it. You know? Yeah, and it's frustrating. And so I don't even think I wanted to catch it. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, man. <laughs> you know? I'm with you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There's nothing new under the sun. And so no. to, to no. go back, it's you know a lot of people check out. Um, and don't read, you know, even if you're an atheist, go back and read some of the historical texts. And I think a lot of right. people will be shocked, you know, like you and I were talking about Anubis. And when you look at Anubis, uh -huh. it sure looks like the Dogman. It sure looks like exactly what the people are talking about when they see Dogman. Well, what was Anubis? Yeah. Um, right. And so right. I, maybe I'm wrong in trying to look in the past for an answer today, but I've been searching. No, you're not. No. No, you're not, and I'll tell you why. The Scripture says that we must give an account of the past. It says, remember the days of old. If, if you got, like I said, you can't go and get one piece of the Bible and say, well, this, this is the only part that I want to subscribe to. Either it's all right or it's all wrong. And what you just said was written in the Bible, and, and you probably haven't even read that. But it says we're supposed to remember the days of old and give an account of the past. What has happened in the past is, is also uh, you know, what's going to happen in the future. You know, the history repeats itself. And there's nothing new on the sun, all right? That's biblical. You got, you got that down. There's, and so the fact that the scriptures say that these things existed before we even, you know, we even went back and got the book and read it. It, they were already, the book was all, what was written in the book was already there before we even read it. That doesn't mean that it just popped up. That means that it's, they've all, always been here, or they've been here for a long enough time, at least since man has been on earth, they've been here. So we have to, you know, accept um, the, 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 you know, what's actually right in front of our faces. We're seeing videos. There's a guy, for example, there's a, there's a cop had a dash cam uh, on his car, and he was driving at night. One of the Sasquatch ran across, obviously was on two legs. With you, M.K. Davis enhanced the video. Is it M.K. Davis or was Thinker Tunker? Enhanced the video, and you could see there was one step, two step, three step, and he was across the doggone street, uh, the, uh, the road. So if you take three steps and you from one side of the road to the other, that's moving pretty fast, okay? This is on the dash cam. 
Now, at some point, we're going to have to say that, look, we, they can't fake everything. And, 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 and some of the videos that, we, that we've seen can't be, can't be, you know, a bear or uh, a hoax. Because look at that lady that, that, that had a video where her, her rear view camera, they hit something. They thought it was a deer. Uh, I think it's in Colorado. And they hit it. It was laying in the, the middle of, uh, middle of the, uh, the road. They backed up and they were taking a picture of it on the reverse camera on the car. The thing got up and started chasing the car. Well, bears don't do that. So this is something, you know, that we have so much evidence out there to, to if it was a man in a suit, it wouldn't have got up. Because when you hit a, hit, hit, hit a man or, or a human being with a car, you're pretty much going to knock it out. It ain't getting back up. This thing got up and started chasing the car. So there's, it's just, uh, uh, it's just too much evidence out there that tells us that uh, even though we can't identify it and we can't answer or connect all the dots, some of these dots are still there. Um, and, 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 and there are people that are coming up missing because they're going in an area where these dots are. So that's my concern uh, is with the, with the public safety. Uh, I think that they that these creatures should be left alone. They should be. Um, we should use our technology to identify where they are, take that place off where nobody goes in there, and let them live on their own. Let them be themselves. Let them do what they do. Let them hunt their deer. Let them uh, uh, smell up the place. Let them do whatever they want to do. Leave them alone. But we know where they are, and we are in this area. Just let them stay there, well, and the, that way nobody comes up missing. The the problem with your theory is they don't stay in one spot forever. Um, they tend yeah, to yeah, I know, I know. They, they tend, I like I the idea. I'm with you on the idea. Yeah. I'm not trying to beat yeah, you. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's a great idea. I know, I know. I, I just wish. I know. <laughs> and I'm with you, man. I wish that they would just acknowledge it and say, "Hey, stay out of these general areas." Or if you decide yeah. to go in these general areas, you need to keep going with a weapon and and be alert on what what is around you. Because you might run into and something going, else besides a bear. And, and stay in a group. Stay yeah, in a group. Stay stop, in a group. Stop going out yeah. h- hiking and mountain mountain biking by yourself, um, and nobody knows where you are. You know your battery's going to run out on your phone, and not going to be able to find you. You don't have a GPS that you're keeping on you. Stop doing stuff like that. You know, yeah. just, just no, be I'm smart about it. You know. And there's yeah. more things that could happen besides Sasquatch. Like I said, you could fall, get yeah. hurt, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and it's foolish to yeah. go out by yourself. Uh, Sasquatch aside, it's foolish to go by yourself. Um, right. Yeah, right. it's it's fascinating, man. Like I said, I, I'm a I'm a student of all this stuff, you know, historical, biblical. I'm definitely a student. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's mm-hmm. one – I know a lot of people will check out on this show because they don't want to hear anything about the Bible. But uh, there's one scripture in Revelations that's always bothered me. And it says the wild uh-huh. beasts of the field will come out and, and kill a third of mankind. And uh-huh. when you read that, it makes you stop and go, well, <laughs> w- what's that mean? You know what I mean? Uh, I live in the city. Yeah, I, 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 don't think, I don't think a cougar is going to come here and, you know, it, it can come up and try. Uh, I promise you I'll blast it. You know, if a bear came up, I promise you I'll blast it. Um, right, I live in the city, right. but a third of mankind's a lot, man. And I don't think that I was know. an illustration it was using. Um, but what was strange is it says the wild beast will come up and kill a third of mankind. And that's always bothered me. I don't know why that's bothered me. Uh, well, the, the you have to remember now, um, when when uh, when you're looking at the book of Revelation, that, that's the prophetic book. 
That's not that hasn't happened yet. It's a prophetic book. It's it's talking about what's going to happen in the future. However, it, it, you you do have evidence of things like that happening in the past. They have happened. In fact, uh, it was I think it was the prophet uh, uh, Isaiah that was being mocked by some children, and he called some she bears to come out out of oh, the mountains. They right. came out and slaughtered thirty children because they were mocking him because he was bald or something like that. Uh, I don't have, I'm not reading it right now, but I know, I vaguely no, no, remember that yeah. story, but I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you gotta, you gotta understand, um, again, the Lord said he, he created things for, for a specific purpose. Everything he creates, he has a purpose for it. Some of those purposes are, um, uh, you know, are, are current, uh, to do right now. Some of them, like he gave man technology, we, we can, whatever we want to think of or imagine we can create it. But some things he's holding reserved, um, you know, and that, that are prophetic that are going to happen in the future, and they won't happen until he's until he's uh, he unleashes them on them. You know, he unleashes them those things that come out. But yes, it does say that, and it says beast, and you have to you have to understand that, um, like this scripture says, you cannot. It's either going to take the whole Bible or none of it at all. If you take the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, and the New Testament, they not not one of those scriptures contradicts itself. They just build upon the previous, so it doesn't contradict. It's just building. So it, you already got in the Apocrypha that there are unknown beasts, uh, wild unknown uh, wild beasts, uh, full of rage. All right, newly created. Now you're going up to the New Testament, which is a little bit later. All right about 400 years after the wisdom of Solomon was written, and you got John the Revelator telling you what uh, he was told in his vision um, uh, in, in Revelations uh, that this is going to happen. So now, you can't, now you've got old, apocrypha, and new accounts of, hey, there's something, there are beasts that are going to be held until it's time for them to do whatever it is the Lord wants them to do. And so maybe that's why um, mankind uh, doesn't want to accept uh, the scriptures because he doesn't want to accept that there's something that has been prophesied is going to happen that he can't stop. And so maybe that's why a lot of times people want to dismiss the Bible as an old archaic book that has no relevance in what's going on. But it sure has some answers that we can't answer. Man's technology can't answer, you know, um, so but this is the only relevant answer that you can come up with. Uh, and it's the only thing that makes any sense. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm glad you brought that up. That, that is a fantastic scripture. Yes. That, that is prophetic. Yeah, no, I appreciate saying that. The other thing I find fascinating is through some of my research, um, and this is way mm-hmm. off of Bigfoot, but, um, I found it, I found it fascinating and I, I would think people listening might find it fascinating. I started looking into Native Americans and where did the Native Americans come from? And it's always bothered uh-huh. me. My my grandmother was uh, full Apache. And so right. uh, when you look at the Americas, right. you're like, where did these people come from? And I remember right. one time I, I said to, um, I think it was a shaman or something. I said, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think some of the Native Americans are lost tribes of Israel. Um, and I said, I can't prove that. But through some of this research that I'm doing, I really think – that's where some of these people come from. And they, I remember mm. they <laughs> got so upset with me. 
uh, didn't want to hear it, was just irate with mm-hmm. me. But what's interesting is when you talk to a lot of Native Americans and you talk to them about their culture and their history, and yeah. for people who I think most Americans, non-Natives, look at mm-hmm. the Natives as not being spiritual, not being in the traditional sense, you know, as far as what I guess we would think, you know, they don't go go to church on Sunday, which... I'm Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. what I'm trying to get. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to say it without sounding like a dick. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. But what, no, 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 no. What I thought was uh, interesting... Well, one, one point I want to get to is, one thing I thought was interesting is you, you and I were talking the other night, and everyone mm-hmm. has always heard... And I hope this doesn't sound like a jerk when I say it, but you know, Native Americans how they'll they'll go around a fire and they'll chant, oh wow, 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 oh wow, wow, or you know, whatever they're chanting. But it's the same uh, thing over and over and over again. And I never yeah. really knew what they were saying. Um uh-huh. and what you said, I about fell out of my chair when you said it. Uh would you describe mm-hmm. to the audience what they're actually doing around a fire and when they're doing that chant, that oh wow wow wow, oh wow wow, you know, when they're chanting. Sorry it's for not Wawa, it's Yahawa. It's Yahawa. In the Hebrew, you got to remember the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. So in order to know the, a lot of the words in the Old Testament, you can't go by the English translation. You have to go back and get the original Hebrew translation. Now, in Paleo-Hebrew, um, the Most High's name is Yahawa. Now, the reason why you're conjectured that, that, the, that the Native Americans are part of the lost ten tribes of Israel, you're absolutely correct. That's why they knew the name, the Paleo-Hebrew name of the Creator, Yahweh. So when they were dancing around the fire, they weren't saying, wah, 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 wah. They were saying, hey, Yahweh, hey, Yahweh, because Yahweh is the name of the Most High. Okay? God is kind of like a title. He is a God. That's a God. You got the God of war. You got the God of this, you got the God of that. That's more or less kind of like a, a, a word. God is not the, the creator's name. His name is not God. That is just a, a description. He, he is the most high God, but his name is not God. His name is Yahweh. Now, if you go, if you remember, I, I was, touched on it a little bit, uh, Glenn Beck brought it out on his show before he was fired from Fox that they found a stone up in, uh, I think it was Ohio, I think it was some type of lost lunar stone, some kind of stone that they found uh, amongst the old Native American ruins, I think it was part of where they found the mound builders, okay? Those, that that, that uh, rock or that uh, artifact was had paleo hebrew written on it now paleo hebrew um is the language that the original israelites spoke all right you had 10 you had 12 tribes total okay all of them were uh sons of um jacob whose name was changed to israel but they all spoke hebrew paleo hebrew now when the lost tribes uh, were scattered after they uh, went into captivity. They came wherever they went. They took with them uh, artifacts uh, that that you know describe who they were. Uh, and that Los Luna stone is another one, uh, is another artifact that proves that they are the Native Americans uh, are 
uh, of the tribe of Israel. Now, here's why I mentioned to you earlier that you can't take part of the Bible and leave another part of it out. The Old Testament and the New Testament have a gap of about 400 years between them. The reason that is is because the part that filled in the gap, they took it out. Okay? Because that part of the Bible called the Prophet tells you how the Ten Lost Tribes got over here to America. They didn't come across the Bering Strait. When they were let out of captivity uh, from the uh, Assyrian captivity, you got to remember that Israel was split into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom consisted of uh, uh, the ten tribes, Ephraim, Manasseh, Reuben, Simeon, uh, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Issachar. Those tribes, uh, uh, oh, and yeah, Zebulon, Issachar, uh, yeah, and Naphtali. So those tribes, when they went into captivity, the southern tribe, which was Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, they weren't in captivity, okay? They were still over there in their homeland uh, in uh, uh, Jerusalem, Judah. But the ten tribes, the northern kingdom, would disobey God's commandments, and this is in, if you want to back me up or prove that I'm telling the truth, go to the second kings. It'll tell you that. Um, those, the northern kingdom went off as far as obeying God's commandments. So God sent them into captivity, all right? So uh, the Assyrians captured the northern kingdom and took them into captivity. When they were released out of captivity, they, they uh, talked among themselves and said, we're not going to go back where we came from. We're going to go to a further land, another land. And they got in boats and came over here to the Americas. Now, that is explained in the Apocrypha. But again, the Apocrypha was taken out, so nobody knows it. But it's in there. Second Kings tells you that, that the Northern Kingdom, those are the ten tribes that went into captivity. The Apocrypha comes back and tells you, okay, well, they got out of captivity. This is what they did. They got in both and they came over here and it took them a year and a half. I'll, if you want me to, I'll read it for you. But it's in the Apocrypha. It's in Second Kings. And the Apocrypha tells you how the uh, northern tribes got over here. Now, the northern tribes, which were which had been called the ten lost tribes, they weren't lost. The Bible tells you where they were. They weren't lost. They were here. But the conquerors of this land are the ones that write the history of this land. This land was conquered by the Europeans, beginning with uh, Columbus in 1492. He didn't, he, he didn't discover America. He invaded America. In fact, he knew where it was because he read the Apocrypha, and he knew how to get over here by reading the Apocrypha. That's why he brought three Hebrew translators with him when he came over here to the Americas in 1492. Look it up. He had three Hebrew translators. Why would you bring Hebrew translators if you don't expect the people to live in that land you're going to to speak Hebrew? So your theory is absolutely, positively correct. They are the, 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 the tribes that were over here in the Americas were the ten lost tribes of Israel. They were indigenous to this land because they had been here since before the time of Christ. So you're right. You're absolutely right. And the Bible backs up what your theory is. It backs it up. Now, now, remember now, you just said that a lot of the Native Americans don't want to listen to you. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to acknowledge anything that you bring up about that because you have to remember now, some people 
that are conquered tend to want to believe only what that conqueror tells them is correct. So if you go back and say that, wait a minute, man, wait, wait, you guys came from over here. This is what these artifacts say that you guys spoke this language and, and, and you had to come from over there. No, 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 no. The Catholic church or whatever church or the Christians or whatever group that conquered us told us that this is where we come from. We come from China. We came across the Bering Strait. That's not what the book says. And that's not how that doesn't make that that, that doesn't uh, explain the fact that you got different groups all speaking Paleo Hebrew all up and down from uh, North America, Canada, all the way down to um, uh, uh, South America and Peru. And where they built those uh, pyramids, it looks just like the ones they built in Egypt. Okay, so that doesn't explain the Bering Strait doesn't explain that. Nobody in China, if they came over from China on the Bering Strait, those people that came over there, they never built any pyramids over there in China. Not 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 like they did in Egypt. That wouldn't explain that why a lot of the the, the tribes down in uh, uh, South America and Central America, they don't look Asian. They don't look like Chinese. You know, they got they got woolly hair. If you look at all the old pictures of them, they got uh, woolly hair and a dark skin and have um, most for the most part Negroid features. OK, so they didn't they couldn't come from they, they couldn't come over uh, from China. Now, the fact that you have in Native Americans, you had two types of Native Americans on this continent when Columbus arrived. You had the Negroid phenotype and you had the Mongoloid phenotype. The reason why they have two different types is because before they left and went into captivity, Gad, which is one of the tribes of um, Israel, and Reuben bordered on Ammon and Moab. Ammon and Moab became what you now call the, the, the Japanese and the Chinese. Well, if you border on a country, some of the people that live close to that border are going to have children by people on the other side of the border. So when you go into captivity, you're going to take your kids that look like those other people with you. You ain't going to leave them behind. So that's why when they got over here, you had some Native American tribes that looked Mongoloid. But for the most part, most of them looked Negroid. You know, uh, the Florida Seminoles, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the um, Paw Monkey, uh, the Paw Monkey uh, tribe. You know, the, the, a lot of the tribes over here that, w that were here when... Um, um, Columbus got here. A lot of them look like if you go over, look, look at all the old uh, paintings that they have from the 15 and 1600s, they were dark skinned with woolly hair. So you had two different types of Native Americans over here when Columbus arrived here. However, that has been ripped out of history because the people that conquered this land didn't want that part of history told. They didn't want that exposed. But yes, they are. Um, uh, the uh, part of the ten lost tribes of Israel. Yeah, it's and right. That, that, and they came over here. Yeah, it's fascinating you that's say a, that because you know I've, I've said a, that before, and a lot of Native Americans get really irate, and I'm like, well, I can't prove it on paper. I'm not trying to offend you. Uh, it's just a theory, just a dumb theory I had. And but what's interesting is one Native American I talked to down in the Southwest. He told mm -hmm. me that I was spot on with what I what is saying, and he said, you know, yeah. the giants in the Lovelock Caves. Were not Sasquatch, uh -huh. and I go. What do you mean? Uh -huh. Because they weren't animals; they were the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. And he said, when the Nephilim right. left Canaan, everyone thinks Israelites wiped out all the Nephilim. That's not true. 
Um, they no, scattered. No, they got to no. the point where they were realized they were going to lose, and they scattered. Mm-hmm. And he said they came over mm-hmm. here, and some of the lost tribes followed them over here. And he said, we knew exactly what we were killing in the Lovelock Caves. Those weren't Sasquatches. And some of these right. giants you see over here, um, he said, like, when you dig up the old bones and you can go look at some right. of the old articles, he said, where do you think those mm-hmm. things came from? They scattered from the mm-hmm. land of Canaan, came here for refuge. Then when the Native mm-hmm. Americans showed up or the lost tribes of Israel showed up, they had already dealt mm-hmm. with them. They already knew how to deal with them. They already knew how to kill them. They already knew – they had seen this movie before. And so they mm-hmm. yeah. unleashed hell on these things, and they killed them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I really thought that was fascinating. I'd never heard that before. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought it was some dumb theory I've been thinking about. And when he said that, I was like, you know what? That's fascinating because where did all these giants come from? Why, why are we digging up all these giants, you know, in mm-hmm. Ohio and in, you know, Buffalo, New York and all these other places? Why are we digging up these giants? Where did these giants come from? And then when he right. said that to me – they ran from Canaan to get away from them, and they caught up mm-hmm. with them. I don't know what your feelings on that or not. And I, again, I can't prove that on paper, but I thought it was fascinating. Fascinating conversation, anyway. Right, right. The the you can prove that the ten lost tribes that came over here on paper and in the book uh, on paper uh, is made out of paper. You can prove that your theory is right. So that's out. You know, don't, there's no, uh, I can't prove this anymore. You can prove it. You know, just go, just, just get you an apocrypha or get you a 16, a King James 1611 Bible that has apocrypha already in it. Um, and it's in there. It explains exactly, um, you know, how the 10 lost tribes got over here. As far as the giants being over here before the 10 lost tribes got here, I don't think that they got here before them. I think that they came over here with them. I think they came over with them because you have to remember now, um, Israel was spread, you know, to all parts of the earth. Israel was spread everywhere. They were scattered everywhere. So uh, it's it's not far-fetched to think that when they scattered everywhere, that they would mate everywhere. Everywhere they went, they made it with someone with, uh, 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 or, or whatever land that they were in, whatever people were in that land, they made it with them. I think personally, and I'm working on trying to prove it uh, uh, with, with documentation to back it up and the scriptures. I'm working on that. That's my next project. But I think personally that the giants that were over here were over here be, uh, because they came either they came over with the the 10 lost, the 10 tribes of Israel, or their DNA was in the 10 lost tribes, one or the other. But I don't think they were here before the 10 tribes got here because the scriptures say that nobody dwelt over here before the 10 lost tribes got here. Now, King Solomon had a Navy and it was, um, uh, cap, it was, um, it, it was, um, run by, Tyree and Sidon, which are what you call the Olmecs. They were Africans, and they were captains of Solomon's navy, and he sent them over here during his reign, okay? This is before the kingdoms, northern kingdom split up. During his reign, he had a navy, and he sent them over here to get exotic um, uh, spices, chickens, peacocks, whatever. He, he sent them over here to pick up things and bring them back 
to Israel for his palace. And he sent the, um, the, the, his navy over here, which was captained by the Africans. Wherever they went, Tyre and Sidon, which are the Africans at that time, wherever they went, they left stone markers everywhere they went in his navy. That's why you have those statues down there that look African called the Olmec statues, the Olmec heads. That they didn't stay here because the scripture says this is an area, this is a land where no man dwelt before. You can come here, you can go, take up stuff, and you can go back and leave, but you didn't dwell here. Nobody dwelled here before the ten tribes got here. That's what the book says. So that's why I believe they didn't come over before the ten tribes. However, I'm looking for uh, art, you know, um, um, archaeological evidence that proves that they, you know, back up what the scripture says. I haven't got it yet, but that's what the scripture says. And so far, the scriptures have never been wrong. So I'm going to go with that. But that's that that that's that's what this book says. That's, yeah. But they were here. They were here. But exactly when they got here, I don't know exactly when. Either either they came with the tribes or they came after tribes. But they were here because they the Smithsonian Institute has a lot of statues that are 12 foot tall, and they don't want anybody to see them. They got them buried in the in the basement at the bottom somewhere. Why? You know. They got pictures of them being dug up, but they, as long as they, you can't touch it right now, it doesn't exist. Even though you got a picture from nineteen, from uh, eighteen eighty nine that shows some people digging up a giant twelve foot statue and a six foot tall man standing right next to it, but because you can't put your hands on that statue uh, right now, it doesn't exist according to mainstream society. It doesn't exist, so there were no giants. But again, you've seen it with your own eyes. But that, but that's what yeah. the scripture says. Okay, it's a fascinating, fascinating conversation. I literally could talk for the next like two hours on this. There's so many things I want to get to, but um, I'm assuming some of the mm-hmm. audience checked out at this point. But uh, Dallas, <laughs> I, I got to have you back. I think it's fascinating. I, I think the whole conversation is fascinating, especially with Native American history. And and some natives get mm-hmm. upset when you say that. Some natives are, will buy into it. I will say most of them don't like to hear that. Um, and that's okay. You know, again, I, I haven't done the research you've done, so I can't really argue the point. It's just a theory I have. Uh, but I'm definitely going to research it and look into those Apocrypha books. Um, especially you brought up with the, the ones with the red eyes and hairy beasts. And I think that's fascinating. I'd really want to read that, but I, I really appreciate you coming on and coming on again. I, you know, I'd have you back anytime, Dallas. I really enjoy talking to you. Uh, you know, truth, truth is, um, True, correct history, uh, truth in general is always fascinating. It you know it gives you a window into the future when you have the correct information, and you have uh, correct uh, scriptures um, that 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 back up what you're saying. When you have knowledge, they say knowledge is power. There's a difference between getting an education and being indoctrinated. Most of us have been indoctrinated with information that is not correct as far as the history of uh, America, uh, history of uh, things uh, that have gone on. The reason why you get an opposition from a lot of the Native Americans is because there was a thing called the Great Forgetting. Um, we, the scriptures say that the, the, the tribes were discontinued from their heritage, which means they didn't know who they were. Now, if you go from 770 BC up to um, 
2018, that's a lot of time. Well, let's just go back to 1492. That's a lot of time that has passed from, 7, from 770 BC to 1492 AD. That's a lot of time that has gone by and a lot of the Native Americans were discontinued from the heritage. They didn't know who they were. They had lost, a lot of them had lost their heritage. They stopped their practices. They didn't keep their promises. Like they said, they were going to come over here and start stick to the Lord's uh, law, statutes, and commandments. They didn't do that. They started that same old idol worship they did when they were in captivity amongst the Assyrians because the Assyrians worshiped a lot of false gods. Well, they brought those traditions with them when they came over here instead of sticking to the law, statutes, and commandments, which is a disobedience. When you disobey God's law, he'll take your heritage and just yank it from you. And now you don't even know who you are. You don't know what, tri you know, what tribe of Israel you're from. You know, you don't know uh, how you got here. We've just been here. We don't know how we got it. We've just been here. Well, no, that's why you have to go back and do your research on the book. And uh, especially what, what, whatever research you do, and I'll leave you with this, whatever research you do, Whatever books you read, whatever artifacts you dig up, you've got to you've got to get your Bible out and follow along with it and see if it jives and see if it follows along the lines of the Bible because the Bible is the only book that has a historical record, an accurate historical record, and a prophetic record of you know, what has to do with the nation of Israel and everything that happens around it. Uh, and that's why you have to you have to filter whatever you get, whatever knowledge you get, you've got to filter through the Bible because that's the only way you're gonna know what's correct and what's incorrect. You've got to filter it through the scripture. God's holy word is the only book that was inspired by the creator that is does not think the way we think, that is higher, his thinking is higher than we are. Our science and technology is nothing to him so it's the only book that can make you can make sure that you're following you're following along the right line of progress and research and i'll leave you with that well i appreciate you coming on <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome and that's it for tonight everyone remember if you've had an encounter shoot me an email my email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com until next time everyone
sky.